Hi, everybody, and welcome back to No Praise the Machine. This is episode number 113. My name is Alexander Holland, and as always, I'm sat digitally next to my number one pod prince. He's got to be the one called... John Maloney. That's John Maloney coming to you live from Melbourne, Australia. Over here, I'm Alexander Horn, and I'm coming to you live from Germany, home of the MP3 audio compression file format and the Second World War. <laughs> so, swings and roundabouts. <laughs> mixed mixed bag. You get a mixed <laughs> bag with the Germans, and, you know, one led to the other. So, you yeah. can't really say... Yeah. Too early to tell in the final analysis. <laughs> we all love we all love Spotify, and you got to ask yourself, yeah. how did we get there? There was a long mm. path. Now, John, I got a question for you. Better answer now. Got a question for you. Better answer now. Did you use any of the new conversational skills this week that we talked about last week when you took my communication course? What <laughs> if anybody out there wants to buy it? It is, mm. of course, just to say the name again in case you want to Google it. It's Suave Al's Top Tips for Becoming the Most Number One Person in Any Social Situation. <laughs> and it's on discount right now. It was $1,000 and I kicked mm. it down to $3 only for this week. PraiseTheMachine.com. <laughs> so. You can get it on cassette, as I understand it. <laughs> did, you, did you speak to anyone? Did you meet anyone new? Do you, can you remember if you met anyone new last week? Or can you just go through for us? What were you up to socially last week? When did you find <clears> yourself? <throat> I mean, you obviously have a partner. So, I mean, you, maybe, I you, do. Maybe, maybe Jacinta came home and you said, Jacinta, what was your favorite thing about today? Yeah. She often asked me that question and... Um, I struggle. I struggle to remember. I'm not as, I'm not as grateful or mindful as she is. <laughs> My mind goes much more quickly to the worst thing. But um, I had some outings, some social outings. Though I have to admit, I don't remember. Your mum organised some play dates for you. My mum organised <laughs> Cynthia. My mum organised for make, taking care, sending you off to that neighbour kid. That you, oh god, not again. Yes. Yeah. You will. He's lovely. He's lovely, and his mum said he's been struggling a little bit. He's always yeah. he's always blowing his nose. I don't want to go around always, anymore. He's always eating his boogers. <laughs> no, look, I have to admit that I probably haven't. What do we do? Open questions. Here's the uh, thing: you got to do. I'll tell you. This is what you got to do. You meet it. Yeah, you got. You got to. And this is a challenge for everybody out there that we can all try together as part of the dope press <laughs> machine. Community, and that is, yep. you meet a new yep. person. Two, yep. two, two guidelines: don't ask them what they did for what they do for work, uh, and then just with mm. friends that you haven't seen in a while, or the new person, don't ask them what they've been up to lately. That's it. <laughs> Those are two, <laughs> two things. That's all you're gonna do. Yeah, I think that I'm. I was already on board with a lot of those key lessons, but also, <laughs> what about you? Did 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 distilling those lessons down to did that help you? I can tell you, I used I used one of them, and again, anybody who I mean, a lot, whole bunch of people that have been taking my course and writing yeah. in this week have yeah. been using a tip like this. I met a brand new friend, 
because I have got my running group every Sunday. It's always an opportunity to meet new people because there's new people coming every single week. Mm. And this person was talking about the neighborhood that she currently lives in, but the neighborhood that she wants to live in. The neighborhood she wants to live in is called Schoenberg. And she mm-hmm. said, I am currently living in Mitte. Uh, it's a famous suburb of Berlin. And she said, but I'd really like to live in Schoenberg. Now, if you'd been talking to her, John, you would mm. have said... Yeah, I guess you like Schoenberg, don't you? To which she would have had the option to reply yes or no. And she, <laughs> and she would, have would have gone, gone with that classic, are you nervous? I feel nervous. She would have gone, yes, I told you that I want to move to Schoenberg. Oh, okay. I'd say, okay, what have you been up to? What, what have you been up to lately? What do you do for work? <laughs> just just explain. Expressly violated. Uh, then, then Dutchy's hot tips. Then just gone. Why don't I take the course? It's only three dollars. <laughs> Here's what I'm I said. the only one. I'm the only one so far to part, not pass the course. I have to. <laughs> have to repeat, I had to repeat it because you wouldn't give me my certificate at the end. <laughs> you just kept, mis- just kept, just kept misinterpreting every bit and just ask. Now, you John, just go. I'm sorry, but I can't in good conscience give you your certificate. <laughs> every, every single question is like a closed-ended question. Which I, do you like it? Okay. Was it nice? Okay. <laughs> so she told me that she wanted to move to Schoenberg. What did yeah. I say? I said, tell me what it is that you love about Schoenberg. Mm, oh. Nice. Magical, magical, deep, open question. You saw her eyes light up, mm. pupils dilated, and I don't mind telling you, John, within the hour, we were making love on this. <laughs> I thought that might be where this would end up. <laughs> um, but speaking of chatting, I, I've got another, in, got enough, I keep wanting to call this segment Got a question for you, better answer now from the Backstreet Boys song, <laughs> Backstreet's Back. Got a question for you, better answer now. Uh, if you were to open your phone now, John, mm-hmm. how many group chats have you been involved in this week? Uh, let's have a look. Are we restricting ourselves to WhatsApp or can I go across no, all different? all platforms. And I would say, I would say let's make it a kind of... Let's make it a kind of five-person minimum uh, yep. uh, uh, because I think anything smaller than a five-person group chat doesn't yep. have the same kind of characteristics and impact yep. of a large chat group. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. Most of mine aren't that. So I've got a four-person one here. What's this one? Yep, so that's one, five and, may, and maybe as and maybe as you're going through them, John, you could just tell Two. us what the nature what bring what's bringing you together under what banner are these groups mm. forming for you? Sure, okay. Um, one of them is about uh, let's see. One of them is about it's called stuff and other mysterious <laughs> forces, and it's basically. Uh, it was started by DPTMS Simon because he wanted to talk about Simon Schumann. stuff and other Simon Schumann wanted to talk about um, the mysteries of the universe, and oh, I think wow. it's kind of a, 
it's a sort of general he he sends that these these things about like facts about weird facts about physics or related stuff about philosophy um the other one is called thunder pants and it's a uh, <laughs> just a kind of general bullshit chit chat between me and it's also got Simon in it. It's got Harley, it's got Brett, it's got Peter, it's got Samian. All of them listen to the podcast. That's just kind of a general thing that started when we we're all living in different countries and we keep in touch about general bullshit. So it's a, like, a, that's a fairly kind of classic standard group chat because it's, you know, dumb memes and, and weird jokes and, and in jokes and things like that. Yeah. Then I've got one called monetary policy, which is about, um, <laughs> Which is about monetary policy because we started we started um, talking about uh, something that was going on in the world of banking in Australia at one point in another chat group, me and Harley. Okay. And Brett, Harley's sister, said she got annoyed with how boring it was and said, can you guys set up a different chat for this, please? So, so so Harley set up a different chat, but then invited her and several others to just <laughs> to just talk about monetary policy. And she keeps trying to leave, and he keeps bringing her back in. But um, yeah, that kind of stuff. That's just on WhatsApp. Then I got a few more on on Messenger, but they're probably more like one of them is a is sort of a philosophy thing, which which I have with a few friends, but it's kind of devolved into general chit-chat. And one is just um, when people are organising events, parties and shit. What about another classic, John, that you must be in? What about family chats? There's a Maloney family chat. Yeah, there's also one called Malone Zone. Shout out to the members of Malone Zone, and there are many of them, <laughs> which is for my... Malone Zone, unlike the Maloney fam, is for my somewhat uh, large extended family. So That's it's got great, Malone Zone. Malone Zone's got a lot of cousins and uncles and aunties and stuff. What about, are you in Are you in the, if you don't mind divulging, are you in the group chat of your partner Jacinta's family? Uh, yes, I am actually. Yeah. yeah. See, look, um, you, I'm having to pull all these out of you. You're involved in like way more group chats yeah. than you even realize. You told me ones that I've contributed to, although I have probably contributed to that one this week. Um, yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm in a lot of group chats and I've got to tell you, <laughs> my productivity <laughs> suffers immensely as a result. I just was thinking about this because I was having a chat with somebody, a friend of mine, and... Group chats came up and I just realized that, again, it's it's one of those things that's become completely ubiquitous in everybody's mm. lives, but people haven't really noticed it. And that is exactly what Don't Press the Machine is for, everybody. Everybody's out there right now. Listen to this episode. And they're going, oh, my God. He's talking about oh me. God. He's talking about me. And I, I'm always in group chats and I've never really <laughs> thought about it. It's crept right. It's bloody crept right up on me in my entire <laughs> life has become group fucking chats. Fucking sheep, you fucking sheeple. When will you learn? <laughs> And yeah. yeah, I mean, me, myself, I mm. am involved in several family chats. So mm-hmm. uh, a lot of Don't Praise the Machiners out there are from the beautiful Megan clan. My grandparents, mm. uh, John and Betty Megan, had nine children and they mm. all have partners and 
children, so I have a million cousins. So same mm-hmm. on, on my dad's side, there's just millions and millions of people. And so there's so the the Megan family chats is big. Uh, there's like yeah, a lot okay. of people in there, and it's very active with with birthdays and, and events. And then, yep. of course, you've got nice. yeah. And then beyond family groups, you've got what you mentioned first there. Your kind of personal friend groups. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've noticed typically those have really become important to you know people. Obviously, when they when they uh, they grow up together, they go to university together, they go to school together. Yeah. And everybody moves to different yeah. parts of the world. That's very much yeah. what you were talking about with. Harley and Simon mm. uh, and Brett, and then you've got work. Also, very important for organizing events, right? I mean, it's a very few important ago, for organizing events. Yes. You, when I organized my fortieth, I stupidly started by just doing a, a doing something which would have made sense, you know, five plus years ago, which was just putting it on Facebook and doing an invite on Facebook, but. Uh, I realized afterwards when I'd kind of belatedly had to invite people that I'd somehow left off the list that it would have been much more effective to just bomb all of my chat groups with that event. Yeah. Um, and that <clears throat> that wasn't really something that occurred to me until um, relatively recently that, you know, like that that's become the thing that you can't leave off or as it used to be Facebook and then I guess God knows what we did before then. Yeah, you're right in that. For you and me, and I'm I'm assuming a lot of people out there as well, what used to be Facebook events, I haven't been, nobody's used a Facebook event in forever. It's always mm. now group chats and typically it's WhatsApp group chats mm. people use to invite people to events because, I mean, yeah. I guess on one hand, the, the interface is just like way simpler because, I mean, look, what do you need yeah. to organize an event with friends? You really just yeah. need to tell them the details and then you just yeah. want people to be able to, you just want a, an interface that shows you people texting questions yeah. and discussing it as opposed to obviously the interface of Facebook. Uh, mm. It's basically, I mean, this is the thing, isn't it? The traditional Facebook interface was not designed for mobile. And so no. now that everybody's gone true, mobile, yeah. true. The, the, the text apps like WhatsApp or even Facebook uh, yeah. Messenger people use. I mean, I'm in group chats in Facebook Messenger and most of my groups are in WhatsApp. Um, WhatsApp. They're used a lot as well. I, I did a bit of reading. This is funny, John. It's one of those things where my friend mentioned this to me last night and then I thought, it's one of those things where I thought, what can I search on Google? Mm. You know, group chat doesn't really work. So I looked up group chat drama Lots came up. I looked up group chat etiquette. Right. And I looked yeah. up group chat revolution and there was tons <laughs> of wow. stuff. So people mention things that I've seen people in my life using as well. It's They're often used um, if a member of uh, somebody's family or friendship group needs some kind of medical care. So like, mm. for example, there was a group that was set up specifically when both of my grandparents on mum's side were alive um, mm. because they were getting older and they needed more attention. And so it was easy for the family to, to manage mm. that. That was very mm-hmm. helpful. Um, and I know another friend of mine, Philip, shout out to Philip and Magda. They were in a group chat that I believe was for 
a dog in their building because mm. the owners of the dog were very heavily pregnant and so they were going mm. to have to dash off at any minute to have the child and they needed people to be able to quickly mind the dog. And so oh, wow. there was a whole group set up with people in the building so that they could just go, yo, 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 I'm in labor. Can somebody take mm. the dog? Nice. Uh, yeah. I think people also have apartment, just general apartment building Apartment group building groups. That's true, yeah. I've I, heard of that. I have the running club that I'm in, uh, the BPM yeah, running you're club right. division. Yeah, and this is, this is a revelation Mate. because it's, it's suddenly become this extremely versatile. I mean, it's very basic, but at the same time, it didn't exist in its current form or at least in its current ubiquitousness was not a thing. Uh, five plus years ago. Yeah. But um, I don't know why that is because that technology is not brand new, but it's just as though people have sort of suddenly suddenly locked into finding more and more applications for it. I think, I think, the, I think what happened was it went, we went from web, like desktop-based messaging before mobiles Mm. Then you had mobiles come along and then it took, you had mobile internet and then it took a little while for people to realize, oh, okay, I can set up like a, I don't really want all the bells and whistles of a Facebook page on my mobile. I actually want yeah. way, way less. I just want, I just want a very simple interface that allows people to just shoot messages in. I don't want to yeah. see all these other options and menus and stuff mm. like that. Mm. Yeah, you're right. It is the because you're right. I mean, I never really, I never really thought about the fact that Facebook, although it's sort of done its best to transition, was born pre, um, pre mobile, pre the kind of mass uptake of smartphones. Yeah, and they're doing quite well to monopolize. Zuckerberg and his Meta's doing very well to monopolize group chats because it's all fucking mm. WhatsApp and Facebook Messenger. It's yeah. all, it's all Zuck. Of course. That that also hadn't occurred to me that because I think of WhatsApp as a kind of alternative, but that's what he wants me to think. Exactly, and then you go, mm. oh, but I, you know, you're like, screw you, Zuckerberg. I'm gonna message mm. people on Instagram. Well, I got news mm. for you, John. I got a lot of mm. news for you. Can make you real so Instagram also. I'm by my Zuckerberg. <laughs> 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 and then you've got obviously, I mean, somebody who was who was living overseas was recently talking to me about um, the prevalence of groups in, you know, um, in places like Hong Kong, organising protests and things like that. Yeah, they'll just be massive groups involving, you know, lots of people in a, who live in a particular area or whatever. And then you know, every so often they'll get shut down and people yeah. just kind of migrate somewhere else. That's but, right. Uh, Telegram in particular is an app that that allows for massive, massive groups where you can basically have mm. one person that's the admin of the group, and then yeah. and then literally thousands of people join the group that they mm. can't post, and then it's just the admins just like shooting message out to let everybody know what they kind of uh, information they want to send out. Yeah. Uh, okay. So and in, and in, 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 so I guess in that case, it's kind of like it's kind of like a Facebook brand page or whatever except just extremely simplified instead of all mm. this information about say the company or the event it's literally mm. just the one admin who can just send information to thousands of people at any one time yeah I, I read something interesting recently about the australian signals directorate which is a kind of branch of the australian intelligence apparatus yeah that was using that realized that 
ISIS, this is going back to 2016, although they've just recently released a bunch of stories about it. They were, they were able to thwart ISIS by basically, they realized that they were using a lot of technologies like, you know, kind of WhatsApp and other encrypted um, chat platforms to kind of coordinate themselves during attacks and things. Yeah. And so they released this, some sort of digital payload that had the effect of uh, temporarily fucking up their their phones and it, you know it was the kind of thing which you could which they surreptitiously uploaded onto their phones without them having to click on anything or do anything and um and yeah they it basically it worked really well because they could use it in real time and it meant that these people on people in isis who were like chatting on these essentially using chat groups to coordinate in real time during uh, fights, battles were unable to do it, and they called one of these programs Rickroll uh, in 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 uh, homage to the Rickroll um, phenomenon, where you would send somebody something and then you'd open the link or whatever, and it would just be Rick Astley. What do you think? Can you imagine what's what kind of drama an ISIS? Chat group, mm. might, a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of in chat drama that might go on in the ISIS. Yeah, I wonder if there's kind of chat. a few, just a few light light hearted memes just to break up the, the <laughs> tension a bit. There's probably somebody yeah gets somebody leaves the chat because someone says someone says something and they just <laughs> passive aggressively leave the chat. <laughs> Ma- fuck this, Muhammad Atta left chat. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah storm off just just what are you guys up to and nobody answers and he yeah. goes fuck it then and yeah. just leaves <laughs> or some or somebody else says something like oh did you guys did you guys watch the the soccer match last night it was so it was so funny and then somebody it's another member of isis jumps in and just starts <laughs> talking about a different topic and the other yeah. guy's just like what the fuck that was i was yeah. to stay on my topic yeah exactly uh, and then what? And then what ends up happening? And what ends up happening is that three of the other members of that ISIS group they then start their own chat channel to bitch mm. about the other members of the ISIS group. Yeah, that's probably how ISIS got started. There was a there was an Al Qaeda group chat, and then they went fuck this. <laughs> this group, there was an Al Qaeda group chat, exactly, and then it just fucked, then they they were just went, oh, this this is just it's full of memes. They're posting all the time. Yeah, like, my phone is, is just constantly buzzing. These these people are just vanilla. <laughs> yeah, it's getting it's getting really weak out here. It's getting really it's getting really mid. This this is meant this is meant to be Islamic extremism, and it's getting really mid. Let's start another. <laughs> Group chat. I'll call it ISIS. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was looking up group chat etiquette. Don't hog the spotlight is one of the group chat etiquette. That's one thing you've always been accused of, John, in group chats, is that you're always mm. going, look at me, look at me, look at me, posting, posting tons and tons of GIFs, tons and tons yeah. of videos, that's memes. I, that's why I got kicked out of the Al-Qaeda chat. <laughs> Kept posting. I, I can has jihad. Just lame. <laughs> Lame dated memes. <laughs> um, you might like to know that NSYNC and the Harry Potter cast say being in group chats helps them stay constantly and casually in touch. Hmm. Which I just there you love, go. I love imagining 
the NSYNC boys. Yeah. Uh, Justin Timberlake and I've like forgot, I don't know anybody else that's in NSYNC. Just being mm. like, oh, do you guys remember the early the early 2000s when NSYNC was really popping off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do they talk about? And you, 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 and you just know as well, you know the person who's contributing the least to the NSYNC group chat is Justin, Justin Timberlake. Timberlake. Yeah, <laughs> like, everybody else. Like, going, Are you coming to the barbecue? I bet fucking Justin's going to be busy. Oh, you're busy. Yeah, great. Okay. <laughs> Too good for us. <laughs> what, was it Joey Joey Fanatoni? That was the other one, wasn't it? Wasn't he the kind yeah, of... Yeah, Joey, Joey Fanatoni and uh, Nick something or other. Uh, There's always a Nick. <laughs> Usually a Nick in these things. Joey Fanatoni. Lance Bass. Yeah, the Bassman. The big bass. The bass attack. <laughs> you just know that group chat. It's all it's all bass and Fanatoni, the NSYNC group. Yeah. Just Justin. Just just the only thing t- Justin ever does is about once a month he'll just react with a thumbs up to a Fanatoni <laughs> message. <laughs> Justin, you still with us? And he just goes thumbs up. <laughs> three three days later. Just a thumbs up, and not even, not even the, not even the thumbs up. That's like its own message. It's just the react where it just pops up as the tiny little thumbs up that's just sitting, <laughs> sitting at the base of the Justin you there. <laughs> it's that's a great bit of chat group etiquette just to just to communicate. I don't really prioritize this chat group. Just, for, just yeah, do foot of the message react. That's my contribution. <laughs> bit of news in the world of celebrity this week, uh, which I am sure many of our listeners will be somewhat across, and that is that two Hollywood greats, who we were actually talking about just a couple of weeks ago um, in the context of you doing a little review of the movie Air, yeah, um, have become fathers this week, and that is, of course, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro, or perhaps this week and last week. That and, is, um, they've had... Children within a couple of weeks of each other? Robert De Niro's announced that he's just had a child. Al Pacino's announced that he's got a child on the way within wow. a couple of weeks of each other. Both of them, as you might expect, have children already who are <laughs> well into their adulthood, probably older than us. Um, and I think that we both love stories, and I hope our listeners do too, that demonstrate that Hollywood operates according to its own <laughs> skewed moral compass. And this probably falls into that. Falls into that category because Al Pacino, for example, is 82. And wow, I didn't fucking realize that. Uh, yeah, Holy and shit. His partner, Nua Alphala, is uh, 29. Oh, and yeah, if, you, if, you just were, if you just were in normal life and you met an 82 year old man <laughs> who said, Yeah, my partner is having a baby. I mean, I just kind of, I mean, what I said to Jacinta when she 
when she told me was like, imagine, <laughs> it just amazes me that an 82-year-old man's balls are still producing <laughs> uh, little potential babies. That's quite incredible. But of course, it's not weird because they're Hollywood royalty, so all is forgiven. Uh, and they join a host of other celebrities whose strange uh, procreative habits have uh, passed without comment. Um, so I, th I did a bit of digging on this because I thought I wonder what other sort of weird stories there are along these lines, just in terms of people who have uh, a vast number of children. Is it, Hollywood's a kind of a, an interesting example. So Eddie Murphy famously yeah. has... 10 kids. Clint Eastwood's got eight kids. Nick Cannon, um, who we don't really know, hear that much from in Australia, but he's, he's big in the States. He's, oh, yeah. um, he's got 12 think, children and he's he only to, two years he older to than Mariah me. Carey? He was, yeah. yeah. Yep. And um, the other one is Dog the Bounty Hunter, who has 12 <laughs> children. Uh, so, yeah, Al Pacino's 82, Robert De Niro 79. Oh, and is, I did not realize this. You know, the reason you mentioned them is because the feeling of seeing Ben Affleck and Matt Damon in a movie together yeah. after a long period reminded you of seeing Robert De Niro and Al Pacino together, which they they've done in a select few instances, uh, famously in the movie Heat. Now, yeah. of course, uh, Heat came out in 1995, which means that when it was in production, Al Pacino's partner was born. Uh, so that gives you a sense of the disparity there. He was 55 at that time. Um, and I've got a few ideas for projects that I thought Al Pacino and Robert De Niro, if they happen to come across the podcast, might be interested in to celebrate this new phase or rather to capitalize on it. The first one is a, a film called Look Who's Talking to Me, which is a kind of combination of Look Who's Talking, the fil famous film franchise featuring talking babies and uh, and the Are You Talking to Me catchphrase from Taxi Driver. <laughs> um, and it would obviously feature uh, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro's babies t having chats with each other. Maybe they'd have like very Pacino and De Niro-esque characteristics. I think people would love that. Um, the next one is just called God! Exclamation mark Fathers and it's about... Um, the two of them just ad adjusting to the surprising new phase of fatherhood that they've encountered late in life. Because obviously they started start in the Godfather uh, part two, I think. They were both in together. Yeah. Um, so this would be called Godfathers. And the third one is just called Heat Daddies, which doesn't make any sense, but I, I just like the <laughs> ring of it. Um, <laughs> I love I love imagining them both, John, having their children at the same kindergarten, and they both go to <laughs> to pick up their kids yeah. from kindergarten, and it's just yeah. these two like men that I mean, if you're thinking that they're going to be in kindergarten in four years, and what like Pacino's going to be like eighty five, eighty six, yeah, that's right, uh, yeah. So by the time his child, by the time his child is is our age, he will be. 122 years old. Um.
Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to episode number 113 of Died Brave the Machine. And I wanted to give a little recommendation. John came across a YouTube channel slash podcast yesterday that hmm. I really enjoyed, and I was shooting it out to a few people. And it is the YouTube channel of the lead singer of, I guess it was early 2000s, kind of glam rock renaissance band, The Darkness. And mm. the lead singer's name is Justin Hawkins. He's got a YouTube channel called Justin Hawkins Rides Again. It's very funny. And he has a very nice way about him. Mm. And I guess because he's now kind of, you know, the darkness uh, have certainly had their peak of popularity in times yeah. gone by. And I think he's kind of settled into... Uh, a place in the music industry now that he's probably quite comfortable with. I think he's just making absolute bank out of licensing, I believe, in a thing called love uh, several times a year to any product that wants it. So he's going to be fine yeah. for the rest of his life, old Justin. <laughs> and so he is also just very outspoken about hmm. things in particularly the music industry uh, that he doesn't like, which is always refreshing. So That's he's nice. just, yeah. he's just like, and he must have quite a good team behind his YouTube channel because the titles of the videos are very clever and very clickbaity. It's the kind of thing that only mm. only people who really know how to use YouTube would know. And he's managed mm -hmm. to get close to five hundred thousand. The channel's only a year old. And he's managed mm. to get close to 500,000 subscribers within half a year, which is, that's crazy wow. growth, particularly for just like, mm. a, I'm a kind of, I'm a rock star whose past is peak popularity. Um, mm. But he posts videos just like, I think John Frickshanti from Red Hot Chili Peppers is really overrated. And then just does like a video <laughs> where he's just like, I just don't think he's a good guitarist at all. And then, <laughs> and then he'll pick like, then he'll pick other bands that people love and he's just like, I'm going to tell you why this is a shit band and why they're, <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. And you, cause you just don't expect that. Cause most people need to kind of protect their income by having a certain yeah. amount of media decorum. Uh, sure. Yeah. And you sent me one of his clips during the week and he has this kind of, he's quite sort of, um, he's a bit like taking the piss out of himself. He's quite charming. He's very yeah. well spoken. He's, yeah, quite he did, The one I sent you was, uh, did you watch it? It's him when he is reacting to a video which must be 15 years old, I'd say, maybe 10 years old. And it's mm. from, he calls it Britain's Got the X Factor. I don't know if it's got X Factor or Britain's <laughs> Got the X Factor. But he goes, I think this is from Britain's Got the X Factor. And it's of an X Factor contestant performing in front of Simon Cowell, Sharon Osbourne, and Louis right. and the contestant is singing, I believe, in a thing called Love by the Darkness. Yeah. And so he, he critiques the performance of the guy who sings it. And then you you sit and watch the three panelists, uh, Simon, Sharon, and Louis talking to the contestant after he's finished singing the song. And both Sharon and Louis mm. just talk about how much they hate the song. And his <laughs> his reaction is really very, very funny. Where he just yeah cause, yeah because he's obviously made a calculated decision to allow them to use the song, thinking that that it'll get some more uh, people yeah. into it, and then they're like slagging <laughs> it off. He's like, "This is not what I signed up for." <laughs> he's just he says he goes like, "I'm fine with this with it now," but he said when this first aired, I was really angry because I was like, 
I was like, what is it about the darkness that makes everybody think that they're just allowed to slag us off? And he, which, which is true because I couldn't really think of another song. There was something yeah. about the darkness that I think really rubbed people the wrong way because I guess mm. some people just thought it was gimmicky or whatever. But he was just like... They were a sort of joke Yeah, and he was band. just like, you know, he's just like, I love music. I obviously wear my uh, mm. influences on my sleeve. You know, he sings very Freddie mercury Esque. He's got an incredible, yeah. incredible yeah. voice. Uh, Justin Hawkins, yeah. everybody, if everybody remembers, I believe in a thing called love. And uh, yeah, and he's just mm. like, what the fuck, man? Like, what? Why is it that everybody just thought, like, I'll just fucking sink the boot into the dark? <laughs> Nobody else is, there's no other artists coming on the X Factor and singing a song. And they're just like, oh, yeah, you know, I fucking ate the Spice Girls. It's not happening. It was us. What's, why, was it, why was it okay with us? It's very good. <laughs> so that's my recommendation. That's my that's my Alexander Holland's YouTube Lock of the Week. Justin Hawkins rides again. John, you have come across anything in your have you maybe maybe been using your Swiss Army pocket knife this week and you said everybody out there, guys, I want to recommend you go and get a Swiss Army pocket knife. The things you can do with this. <laughs> you need scissors, you got them in there. You need to clip your toenails, you got it in there. Yeah, I've got a recommendation, uh, and it's also a little bit of a shout-out, and that is to Jose, a.k.a. Joseph, mm-hmm. who you know. Uh, my, I guess you could say he's my brother-in-law, oh, yeah, sure. if that's how brother-in-lawhood works. And he's an avid uh, D- DPTMer and wit. He's got a very funny uh, Instagram pre- presence, and I'll be honest, I've pilfered the stories that he shared on Instagram and repurposed them as DPTM Instagram stories on more than one <laughs> occasion. Uh, I'm thinking about taking him on as an acting <laughs> producer instead of Colin, who's been a bit uh, slow on some of that content lately. But he recently posted something about Bob <gasps> Seger. And um, and I hadn't thought about Bob Seger. In fact, I, I really couldn't have necessarily told you off the top of my head what what Bob Seeker, what songs Bob Seeker was responsible for. He was a kind of, you know, 60s, 70s songman. And um and he posted something about Against the Wind, that uh Against the Wind, you know, that's that song. And it got me into uh but just been going down mm. a bit of a bob hole or a bit of a a Sega spiral, been, you could say. Just been going hard on that Sega Mega Drive. Sega Mega Drive. I've gone into Sega Mega Drive, and because uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, he's got, he's just got that sort of like. There's nothing. Um, it's very much like classic rock and roll. That's just yeah, easy to listen classic to. Classic Americana. Yeah, that's just kind of you could imagine it in like a dive bar on in the background or. If you're on a road trip, you might just put it on. So I'm talking like night moves. Um, yeah. Um, talking against the wind. What's what? What's his rambling biggest... gambling man? Old time rock and roll. He's also yeah. Football he's old time rock and roll. Mm, yeah. It's, cra- it's crazy, isn't it? He's one of those artists who his songs are really well known, but mm, for whatever Hollywood reason, Nights. yeah. Oh, that's such a great song. It's great. In those high. Hollywood Hills. Mm. He's one of those artists that you know the songs, but you don't know the artists. So it's, it's yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously, I think people <laughs> people who are older than us would definitely know who Bob Seger is. But it's interesting that his songs have really um, lasted the test of time. Yeah, but he he obviously didn't have an extremely strong 
personal brand because no. I had the same experience as you is when you sent him to me and you yeah. were like, do, you were like, do you know, do you know, Popsy? I felt like it was almost like that, that, um, Patrick Bateman bit from American Psycho. You're like, do you like Bob Seger? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, I know, like, I know of Bob Seger. And then yeah. I looked him up on Spotify. And I was like, fuck, I didn't know that Bob Seger did all these songs. Mm. Yeah. It's amazing. He's kind of, he's exactly the sort of person that you would put on a song, you'd put a song of his on and people would say, oh, fuck yeah, I love this song, Hollywood Nights. And you'd say, who's that by? And they'd go, oh, I don't know. Uh, it's one of those one of those people who might be like John Cougar Mellencamp or like <laughs> you know just like <laughs> one of those names that you kind of don't you don't really show what they've done but you know they're like <laughs> in the pantheon. Um, so thank you very much to Joseph for bringing me back into my Sega Dreamcast. <laughs> <laughs>